Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend John, who's known around the Taiwanese and professional community as John K. 今天我们邀请到的来宾呢，背景实在是非常丰富。除了在旧金山湾区开了好几间店以外，也是之前一个美食外送平台的创办人之一，甚至呢还曾经担任过美军情报员哦。My guest today is Taiwanese American. He has been back in Taiwan for a few years now. He is a serial entrepreneur, a brilliant mind, the founder of Impact, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my new friend, John. Hey, how's it going? Thanks, John. What's up, John? It's nice to have another John on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's a very common name. Yes, it is very boring name, but you have a really cool last name, which we'll talk about later. K, John K, and the character for that is super interesting. But thank you for joining us today on Ng Ingwen, my man. I was hoping we could kind of begin the day with who is the man, the myth, the legend, John K. Thanks, John. It's great to be on this show. I am a Taiwanese American, born and raised in New York. Went to college in UC Berkeley, then joined the U.S. Air Force as a military intelligence analyst, and got out and helped start a company called Caviar. I was the third employee.、Uh, started the New York office, the LA office. Uh, and then when ran West Coast Operations,、uh, we got acquired by Square back in 2014 for 110 million dollars. Square really helped us expand. And then after Square, I went to go、uh, start some restaurants. And my head chef, my master chef, is actually my uncle, and he was a master sifu at Yonghe Doujiang, and he created my、Ooh. recipes and you know. That restaurant franchise has now eight stores,、uh, very popular in the Bay Area. And then from there, I went to go run business intelligence at Uber Eats for all of U.S. and Canada.、Um, in Uber Eats, I was really able to see, you know, how a massive, expansive company deals with millions of orders a week and is able to operate all these different levers to you know, positively affect people, bring them food. Make them happy, and then from there, I actually went off to start a Y Combinator company, a YC company called Welcome, and it's a virtual events company. And we were able to raise our Series A, valued at fifty-five million dollars from Kleiner Perkins, and you know it really made a big difference during COVID when everything was going online. And that brings me to my current company, Impact, where I saw this need for. People to get up and be active during these sedentary, you know, times where everybody's stuck inside. They're taking、uh, video calls all day, and I really saw impact as a way to get people up and moving and do something good for their body. What an incredible resume you've got there, my friend! Just impressive. I, I love it. So many things I want to dive into, but for the sake of time, I was hoping we could kind of focus on impact today as. I love what you're doing in the Web3 space, using blockchain technology, using machine learning and computer vision to get people up, moving, exercising, and rewarding them, incentivizing that process. Solid gamification here. Very, very cool stuff. So I was hoping you could help our audience understand a little bit what was the origin story of Impact. Yeah, sure. So Impact is a Web3 company that uses computer vision technology to get people up and moving. Um, while earning crypto, 
So how that exactly works is we have an app that uses your webcam or your camera from your cell phone, an Android or an iPhone, and then we can video stream you doing exercises uh, provided by the app. So that's squats, sit-ups, jumping jacks, push-ups, etc. We're adding more and more exercises into our repertoire, but we use computer vision to verify the proof of workout that you're actually working out. Um, and you compete on leaderboards, and uh, we gamify it for you to earn crypto as you do something healthy for your body. I just love that, John. Proof of work out. That's amazing. So it's something, a reference to proof of work, which many of you guys might know was Bitcoin and Ethereum at the moment, and proof of workout. So computer vision. So if you guys can think about that, right, that's maybe like Wii or something where you're kind of doing the dances in front of your TV. You have a sensor, kind of like a webcam. It's, it's basically monitoring your movements and, and knowing if you're working out or not. Exactly. Getting people excited to work out, to get them incentivized to work out, to hang out with their friends, to have leaderboards, to gamify with smartwatches and all the fitness apps that are taking over the world. So what is your thinking on that type of working out? Where did that idea come from, I should say? So I came about with this idea because as a kid, I used to love playing video games and the ones I would play would keep me active, such as Dance Dance Revolution or Wii Fit, Wii Sports. Um, and these games were keeping me active, but I never really thought of it as working out. I just thought, hey, I want to beat that song. I want to get a high score. Hey, I'm going to beat my friend in Wii Boxing or Wii Tennis. But then I realized, hey, I was actually getting extremely sweaty. You know, my shirt was drenched in sweat because we'd play for two hours. It was healthy for me. I was keeping active, but I was having fun. And so it took my mind off of the grueling uh, endeavor of working out and working my body so hard. Instead, gamified it and made it a fun, enjoyable activity for me. A question I love to ask here on NG Ingwen is if you could think a few years ahead, what is the goal? What, what are you guys actually trying to accomplish here at Impact? The long-term vision is to create a system, a platform for people to build computer vision apps on top of um, in the Web3 world, in the crypto world. This can be a yoga app. It could be a dance app. It could be teaching you Kung Fu or mimicking Kung Fu uh, you know, moves. It could even be things like playing soccer or um, different sports and, you know, first person shooters. We can really make it a deep game. But we understand that, you know, we are one company and maybe we can make four or five apps, 10 apps, etc. But we can't make every single application out there for computer vision. So our real goal in the next few years is to create a stable platform and a SDK, a software development kit that other creators can create on top of using our data, using our machine learning technology to make it easy for them and make allow them to express their own form of art and their own form of, you know, how this application can be used for them. Beautiful vision here, John. Vision, machine vision. This is <laughs> this is incredible stuff. I'm I'm really excited for what you guys are doing and another great kind of buzzword right there, SDK. Can you explain a little bit more? What is the SDK in terms of open source and, and how it really speaks to the true nature of blockchain, which is allowing people to kind of use something that's already working and build on top of it? Yeah. So uh, SDK is a software developer kit. Um, it actually gives you it gives the APIs for the you know software developer to use as well as a whole 
guide as to how to use these APIs, you know, the capabilities of the code, um, you know, different specifications that they could be aware of. And as you build this out, just like uh, Unreal Engine is a large engine for making video games or... I'm thinking of like the, the EVM model for Ethereum. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that, right? Like exactly. You're going to be the base layer and give everyone the tools with this SDK. Yes. And then they could create anything they want. Exactly. And then uh, everything's going to be, you know, on the blockchain. So it's very, it's open. You know, it's it allows the community to build. It's a very collaborative event. Um, and, you know, people can improve on it, build on top of it and, but all the data and information will be publicly available so that people can keep growing this and expand this industry. It's beautiful. It's, it's the true spirit of blockchain, and I, I just love hearing about it. I wish you nothing but success with this. It's I'm so honored that we got a chance to meet, and I can't wait to see what you guys create. 节目上半段一开始这边，我们马上就听到很多关于来宾他工作背景的相关资讯，好像是这样说的，这个很像在面试报告工作经验。原来原本在美国空军做情报分析的他呢，除了是之前外送平台 Caviar 的共同创办人之一以外，还跟永和豆浆的师傅亲戚合作，在北加州开了好几间店。哎，他精彩的经历还不止这样哦。后来不但还到 Uber Eats 工作，负责整个北美地区的商业分析。好，也在创投 Y Combinator 投资下呢，成立了一间视讯会议公司，叫做呃 Welcome。好，而且刚好因为当时是疫情爆发那一阵子，所以也帮助到了不少民众，让他们在家隔离的时候有平台可以跟外界沟通。那最后也因为这样子的一段经历呢，让他觉得，哎，大家都待在家里这样子很不健康，要多运动才对嘛，对不对？要多动，所以就决定呢再度创业，成立现在这间以虚拟货币为主轴的健身平台 Impact。好，鼓励大家运动健身，然后顺便赚口口。嗯，对你没听错，就是要让你边动边赚钱。什么哪有这么好看的事啊？哦，好啦，不是给你现金，让你运动现做，马上钱现领。这边我们讲的钱其实是虚拟货币。原来他们这间 Impact 是一间 Web 3.0 的公司，主要呢是透过电脑视觉系统运用人工智慧呢，从手机或者是电脑镜头来侦测你的动作，然后以侦测到的运动量呢来计算你可以赚多少货币，而且还会有排行榜哦，让你可以跟周遭的人比比赛。增加竞争力，增加动力，这样子鼓励大家运动，同时也赚一些外快。哎，不得不说，讲到这边，连我这种对虚拟货币完全冷感的，也有一点被说服，内心实在是有点兴趣，很想要来参加这个比赛。反正都是要动嘛，对不对？都是要赚钱，两个一起做，一石二鸟，好像。也还是蛮美败的。<笑>好啦，哎、欸，我没有在帮他们打广告，纯粹是跟你们抬杠分享心得。是说，大家你们还记得曾经红极一时的那个跳舞机吗？或者是像 We 这种靠侦测玩家动作来玩的游戏？好，雷斌说，当初他会这么有才，想到可以这样子创业，就是因为他小时候很爱玩这些游戏，觉得在比赛的同时，身体也有运动到。然后刚好遇又遇到疫情，而且虚拟货币又越来越越夯，所以就想说，哎，或许有商机可以试试看哦。那因为这个是 Web 3.0 嘛，都是以
以区块链都是建立在区块链上，所以他们未来呢也希望可以在区块链上面继续设计出一套以这种电脑视觉系统运作方式为主的软体开发套件，让其他有兴趣走这条路的人呢也可以加入他们的行列，设计其他款式的平台，像可能是不管你是要做瑜伽啦、跳舞啦，还是任何其他运动等等都可以。来这边几个比较专业一点的字，我们学一下。前面讲到这个来宾，他之前在美国空军担任的军事分析或是军事情报，你可以说 military intelligence。那如果把军事 military 改成 business 商业的话，变成 business intelligence。好，就是他后来改行到 Uber Eats 做的这个商业分析。软体开发套件的话，我们软体工程师的听众朋友一定都知道是 software development kit。好，这三个字的缩写。那 machine learning 指的就是最近这几年来越来越发达的人工智慧的一种，一般我们说机器学习啊。如果是人工智慧的话呢，不用说，大概应该大家应该都知道，就是就是 AI 嘛。好，但你知道它的缩写，它是哪两个字的缩写吗？没错，就是 artificial intelligence。artificial intelligence。至于像是跳舞机和 w e 或者是来宾他们 Impact 平台这种侦测玩家动作的科技呢，就是刚才一直有提到的 Computer Vision 电脑视觉。好，那我们赶快听下半段吧。Do you mind if we switch gears though and talk a little bit about kind of the story of John? Sure, that、uh, sounds all right by me. <laughs> nice man. And so, where should we begin today? I guess I want to know kind of what are you doing back in Taiwan at the moment. Yeah, so I was, you know, living in the Bay Area.、Uh, had been tech for the past twelve years or so, and COVID hit. And when COVID hit, I realized that hey, my kid has been out of school. You know, I have a five-year-old son, and his being out of preschool for a year during COVID of 2020,、uh, we noticed that his learning and his growth and development had slowed. Compared to you know the year prior, where he's like in school, interacting in preschool, interacting with kids every day, and so because I am a Taiwanese American and my wife is Taiwanese, we decided that moving back to Taiwan may be the better play, especially because you know at the time there were no children's vaccines out, and we're just like, hey, we don't really want our kid to get long COVID or anything like that.、Um, Let's just be good parents, responsible parents. Move to Taiwan. You are a Taiwan. She, my wife, is a Taiwanese citizen.、Uh, I applied for the gold card, and because of my experience working in tech,、uh, I was able to get approved. You know, we came over here. My company is fully remote, and so I'm running this company with over 15 people, but they're all across the world. You know, some are in Turkey, some are in Egypt. There's a guy in Korea. There's You know, me here in Taiwan. My machine learning engineer is here as well.、Uh, there's people in Canada. There's, we're all across the world. I'm glad you're here because it's kind of.、Uh, I've talked with a lot of my Taiwanese friends, especially my Taiwanese American friends, and it's almost like this revitalization of Taiwan right now. Because in the past, it had been a lot of talent had left Taiwan, brain drain. But with COVID, there was a lot of talent that was coming back and getting just a lot of. Cool, interesting people in the same room together can spark a lot of innovation and creativity. So I'm glad you're here. I'm honored you're here. And thinking about that from the language perspective, I know we talked a little bit off air that you know Mandarin has been something you've kind of struggled with over over your work and life, I should say. 
But where would you say language now plays a part in your day-to-day life with maybe your son, with your wife, now that you're living in Taiwan? Yeah. So a little history about myself. You know, I grew up learning Mandarin uh, in Chinese schools on Saturdays. And, uh, you know, I took 10 years of it. But I can speak uh, fairly conversationally, uh, you know, pass for a Taiwanese person. But then when it comes to reading and writing, uh, because I haven't practiced it for the past, I don't know, 25 years, 20 years or so, uh, then it, I kind of lost it. And I could just read very basic uh, Mandarin. But now being back in Taiwan uh, and especially trying to teach my son and have him immerse himself in Mandarin because we think it will be very advantageous for him to know both English and Mandarin growing up, uh, I've actually been improving my own Mandarin. You know, I have to speak to his teachers, my, our neighbors. Um, they're teaching me a lot of terms that I would never just come across in everyday conversation uh, with, you know, my parents, which is basically the people that I mainly would speak Mandarin to in the U.S. Um, so it's helped me improve my language skills. And it's also helped me realize that learning your la- different language skills actually opens up a lot of opportunities for a person. Uh, it allows them to be able to... Uh, communicate their information, their knowledge uh, clearly to other parties. And the more languages you know, you know, the larger swath of people that you can pass your information to. It, I think it's a it's a great thing uh, that languages have been, you know, spreading through the world. And a lot of people are starting to learn dual languages, maybe three languages, etc. Um, it'll only help us become closer as a a species, a human, you know, humans, a world, you know, because we're now able to communicate with each other. We're able to clear any discrepancies or differences and understand each other better and even understand each other's culture better because uh, of the language they use and the, uh, how do I say, I guess, grammar, um, their sentence structure uh, has implications on how their culture also thinks. Mm, beautifully said. Yeah, the syntax of a culture right there. And you touched on something right there, which was so cool, is the more languages we know, the more we get to tap into other knowledge, other cultures, and the way they communicate. And it reminds me of a quote, and I'm sorry, dedicated listeners of my show, something that just speaks to me always is, when you speak to a man in his first language, you speak to his heart. When you speak to him in his second language, or third, or fourth, or fifth, you speak to his brain. And so I think being able to tap into speaking to somebody's heart which is, sounds a little esoteric, I know, a little silly, but I think it's it's very powerful. It's very beautiful. It creates that bond as a human being, as a as humans, I should say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. So thinking a little bit then about impact and your company, you said you have nationals from all over the world. Would you say, though, English is still the language of business and tech at the moment? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say so because code is written in English. And so a majority of my engineers are, you know, or a majority of the people in my company are engineers. And so if they write code, they can speak English. This is a way where we can, you know, a common medium language that we can use to communicate with each other. Uh, A couple of them are, you know, in like Romania and Turkey, and they're, they speak, you know, Russian to each other because they're of Russian descent. And, you know, that's great. They could communicate there. But when they communicate with a team and they need to work across, you know, 10, 15 people, uh, we commonly use English to be 
able to understand ourselves. And at, in fact, some of them actually like hanging out in our online, you know, uh, company socials because they're like, oh, this helps me improve my English skills beyond just, you know, the coding language that we're, we're communicating to each other for work. But, you know, we will play board games online and such, and it allows them to use a lot more diversified terminology that they wouldn't come across in everyday conversations. Yeah, I, I love that, John. So cool, because that's what I'm noticing with a lot of my friends who are founders is they're unintentionally creating these language exchanges in their company, you know, and hanging out on their on your company socials, playing games, chatting about the day to day of life and learning with each other. And so it's it's beautiful to me. And I think that is the beauty of kind of this remote work concept now that we're all beginning to really embrace this, you know, kind of work from home, work remote. So very, very cool. One thing I was hoping we could kind of end with today is your last name, because it's so cool. We are kind of boring with our first names as we are both Johns. But John, you have a great last name with your Mandarin last name, which is K. Is that correct? Yes. So my last name is K, but the actual Mandarin Chinese character for it is Ge. It's Zhuge Liang the Ge. So it is actually a pretty unique name, and it's descended from you know Zhuge Liang, which is a military strategist from the Three Kingdoms War. Uh, but it has carried a lot of power in my family, as all the firstborn males in the family all join the military, and we've all had military careers. Uh, my grandfather was the comptroller of the Taiwanese Air Force. Uh, my dad was a major in the Taiwanese Army. I myself joined the U.S. Air Force as a geospatial analyst, um, flying drones, you know, predators and reapers, uh, looking at satellite imagery, and you know, providing geospatial intelligence and targeting for the U.S. What what a powerful name, and it's so great that you've kind of followed in that tradition as as all your the the first males of the K generation. Very cool resume and very cool future vision for your company at Impact. Can you leave our audience here on NG Ingwen any words of wisdom? If you could go back and talk to a younger John, would there be any advice you give yourself about life, language, business, Web three, anything? I would say just. Have faith, you know, keep moving forward, keep taking actions. I think the reason I'm at where I am today is because uh, I would just analyze the situation uh, and keep moving forward and keep you know, taking actions. This impact is my fourth company uh, with the previous three, you know, all very successful, having multiple exits um, and the way to make these companies succeed and make my life succeed is just to keep moving forward, keep taking action. Uh, you, you're never going to have the 100% right, perfect answer and perfect action to take. But if you just keep taking actions, uh, then you can reassess, readjust yourself, and then slightly you know, change to take a better version of that action or whatever is the next uh, logical step. Yeah, man. Love it. Keep moving forward and congratulations on all your success and all your future success. Where can people find more about your life online or more about Impact on social media? Yeah, if you guys want to uh, check out Impact, it's impact.com. That's I-M-P-A-K-T.com. And if you guys want to follow our social media, we are Impact Life. Um, you know, we're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Telegram, all the all the different socials. And to find out more about myself, uh, just come say hi to me. You know, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, John K, J-O-H-N-K-E-H. 
and you know shoot me a message shoot me a note and if you're in taipei maybe we can grab a coffee if you're elsewhere in the world uh we could jump onto a zoom call i love it man i love how accessible you are as well and that is a very beautiful aspect of you great john well thank you for making some time today out of your busy schedule and we'll talk to you next time all right thanks john uh, it was great chatting with you all right everyone we'll talk to you next time peace 下半段这边来宾分享到说，他当初之所以会从旧金山搬来台湾住，说来说去，同样也是因为疫情的关系。然后当时美国为了要控制病毒扩散，很多学校、很多公司都停班停课，别人都都是待在家里。那那阵子，他儿子可能因为缺少人际互动，整个学习效果变得不是太好。加上那时候也还没有给小朋友的的疫苗，所以跟太太就想说，不然来台湾住好了，至少生活都还正常。哎，这边是刚开始之前台湾还没有沦陷的时候，好啊，那因为他太太是台湾人嘛，家人都在这边，而且他自己其实本身也是来自台湾家庭的台裔美国人，加上一直以来都是在科技业打滚，就让他顺顺利申请到了就业金卡，跟太太儿子一起回来台湾。哎，真的好像就像这样说的一样，在疫情爆发之前，台湾人才外流的情况真的是嗯颇颇为严重。但那时候在西方国家疫情大爆发之后呢，不是很多人才就回流嘛，或者是就是吸引其他科技的人才申请就业金卡来台湾发展，有点。像是变变相的在帮助社会经济复苏啦，像他讲的这样子。那么另外来宾他也分享到，以前因为有在中文学校上课，口说沟通方面基本上还行，加上人现在在台湾，整个大环境都是要讲中文，所以其实嗯进步了不少。也因为这样子让他大开眼界，了解到说原来双语能力，原来会两种会三种语言呢。比只会一种语言更能够给我们人生带来各种意想不到的惊喜，更能够让来自不同文化、不同国家的人呢彼此有更深的认识。像他现在的公司，不是说每个员工都是远端工作吗？有的员工在土耳其、在罗马尼亚、在埃及、韩国等等遍布全球，所以英文的沟通能力肯定是有的嘛。加上写程式的话。编码又都是英文，对不对？但常常这样的英文能力就会都被局限在软体工程师领域，所以大家就常会参加线上桌游，跟其他国家同事切磋。好，一来培养团队默契，认识各国文化；二来也可以练一些和写程式无关的英文，整个就变成语言交换了。那最后这边他提到，因为他们家是性格是诸葛亮的后代，家族里的长男呢都是有军事背景的，像他也是空军，他爸是陆军，然后自己是又是美国空军。好，毕竟诸葛亮是当年响当当的军事家嘛，对不对？<笑>来，大家我们说再见之前呢，先听几个字 ，revitalization。刚才他们讲到人才回流，说回流这个现象呢，帮助台湾经济复苏的时候，不是用到这个字吗？它这边的用法是名词，有新生复兴的意思。那如果是动词的话呢，就会是 revitalize。那这个所谓的人才外流，可以说 brain drain。再来，如果有兴趣想知道怎么用英文表示长男的话呢，可以像这边来宾说的 firstborn male。好 ，firstborn 指的是头一胎。好，其实它也直接就有长男或是长女的意涵在，只是这里因为他想要强调是男生有从军，所以才有加了一个 male
。好，那希望大家一样都有从今天内容学到一些东西。有兴趣的话呢，赶快上他们的 Impact 网站加入健身赚钱的行列哦。All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG NG English I C R T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦。感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。